crunch crunch. Hi guys, you're about to listen to our fourth episode, but first, we wanted to share that we're halfway through our first season already. We also wanted to remind you to send us your questions and stories about social life, academics, and anything else related to teenage life via the link in the show notes. Now that we've started releasing episodes, we're responding to those questions when we can. We also want to hear ideas, suggestions, feedback, and advice. You can find contact information in the show notes. Now, here's the show. Hi, and welcome to the Human Equation Podcast, a show about being a teenager in the 21st century. I'm Benjamin. And I'm Darshini. Today, we'll be hearing from someone who's been waiting to share their story since our first episode. She's going to tell us about her first crush and their current role in her life. Sam, take it away. All right, hi, I'm Sam. I'm gonna talk about my current best friend and past love, I guess. I first met her when we were in eighth grade science class together. I got moved to sit next to her so that we could do a group project together. And I talked to her for one day and was just kind of smitten. Like, I couldn't stop thinking about her and I would just wait until the end of the day when I could sit next to her. But I had no idea how to talk to her about it because even now I have barely any flirting skills, but back then, none at all. I was kind of coming to terms with the fact that I wasn't 100% straight, obviously, but I had a feeling that I was still interested in boys. So I kind of just went with bye to my friends. And then I was talking to my dad and my sister in the car one day about this person who I liked. And I was talking about, I think her hair or something. And I was like, it's so pretty and curly and na na na. And my dad goes, what color are his eyes? And I just went to correct him and I went, her like right off the bat without even realizing what I was saying. And he was like, um, what? (laughs) And my parents are both very accepting of everything. And I've grown up with a lot of LGBTQ people around me, my godfathers and my aunt, who I'm very close with. So it wasn't like a big concern, but I kind of accidentally came out to him, which was interesting. And anyway, in freshman year, I kind of started to have a crush on this other person, which I guess kind of distracted me from being in love with but it was also very different because I had never really liked a girl before and that was a big part of, I guess, my like coming out experience. I basically came to terms with the fact that 
was very straight and was not interested in me and tried to move on. And in doing that, we kind of became less close. And it was also the beginning of high school and everybody has different friends. And I was like terrified that I was going to lose her as a friend. And we got into this big fight that honestly scared the shit out of me. Once we repaired that and we kind of got back to being close, I could kind of see that this was going to be something that would be there for me. Like, this was going to be something in my life that was going to be something I could lean on. And I know that, like, we fight and whatever, and we're teenagers. It's all complete bullshit. But I kind of realized that she was going to be, like, sturdy in my life. And she introduced me to all of the people who are my closest friends today. So I go back and think, like, if I didn't get moved to sit next to her that one day, how completely different my life would be. Because as much as I love her, and I love just being with her at her house or just hanging out wherever. She brought some of the most important people that I have in my life into my life. <laughs> it's crazy to think of how big of an impact she had without even really knowing it. And to this day, I still have moments where I'm just sitting looking across a table at her and I'll be like, fuck, I am in love with her. And it's hard sometimes because I know that she'll never love me back. But I know that she has like so much platonic love for me and it's enough to know that I'm gonna have her in my life at least for now. Who knows what the future holds but it's been the hardest thing in my life so far besides like a lot of mental health stuff to come to terms with the fact that I want her in my life but she doesn't want to be my girlfriend and I just have come to terms with that and she is my best friend and has been for about four years now three years now and I wouldn't trade it for the world. The Human Equation will be right back. Hi guys, Darshini here. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. Before we move on to the general discussion segment, I wanted to ask you for a quick favor. Our goal with this podcast is to share useful ideas and advice that makes life a little easier for our listeners. But we can't do that if nobody's listening. Word of mouth is the best way for us to grow our audience, which is why we're asking you to support the show by sharing it with your friends and maybe even posting a link to it on social media. You can also leave us a review if your podcast player supports that, or send us feedback using the contact information in the show notes to help us make the podcast more appealing to potential listeners. And now, back to the show. According to a friend, people who are single are very good at relationship advice. I think that's true, but I also get yelled at every time I try to give people relationship advice. They go, Ben, you're single. Who's asking <laughs> you? I'm like, okay, but I actually have good advice. Just because I'm bad at following my own advice doesn't mean it's not good advice. <laughs> good point. My first thoughts were obviously about my first crush, right? Here's where I expose myself, I guess. I've only had two. One was towards the end of middle school, and the other was, like, towards the beginning of high school. So, I mean, I think, like, everyone else, I've had crushes before. Uh, there was this girl in middle school who I really liked. My parents wouldn't give me a phone, so in her yearbook, I wrote my email address. Surprise, surprise, she hasn't emailed me. There's also been people on my swim team that I've had crushes on. Uh, I've never actually been in a relationship with anyone, but... I've definitely liked people before. 
More recently, I've honestly felt that, A, I mean, it doesn't matter whether I'm attracted to someone's appearance, because that means literally nothing about them as a person. The idea of attraction is just our brains pointing out things that maybe a couple thousand years ago would have been good indicators of how likely we were to be able to reproduce with someone, because that biologically is our main goal. But I mean, nowadays, that's not the most important thing because this is a decision that's going to affect who you are in a relationship with. At some point, that's going to affect the rest of your life. So I've tried to stop paying attention to physical attraction and tried to focus more on people's character and who I like as a person because I feel like that's a much better indicator. And also, even if they aren't interested in me, that still means I enjoy being their friend. So I think it's important to focus on that. I can't say that I have a whole lot of experience with crushes. I have friends who are like dating people. All the science that Ben just mentioned behind it, that's pretty much all I know. For my personal experience, I've only had like two. Kind of strange, I guess. I mean, I don't know if there's some kind of expectation with like how many you should have had so far by now. I don't know. Anyway, I had one that was like kind of towards the end of middle school. Bad time for everyone. And then one towards the beginning of high school. And that one was like kind of hard, I suppose. I really liked this kid. And, you know, he was a really nice person and everything. Anyway, the way that story pretty much goes is that towards the beginning of sophomore year, all my friends who knew, I felt that I had kept it pretty secret for a while. Maybe not. I don't know. They were all most definitely egging me on to like eventually tell him because they were all so sure that he liked me back. I, at the time, was kind of torn, you know? I was like, on one hand, I like this kid. On the other, I was just appalled with myself. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, you are so ridiculous. But it's natural, you know? So I was like, okay, I will tell this kid. And I did tell him. And lo and behold, he did not like me back. So I spent a good week feeling very, very awkward. And I was like, great, I should not have done this. But at the end of the day, when it comes to your crushes, I think it's definitely worth it to tell them because here's the thing, when you really think about why you wouldn't tell them, it's a fear of rejection, right? Like it's so powerful, but you have to get past that or you're going to be stuck in like a middle ground forever. And that's not just with like crushes, that's with everything. Like it's good to be able to see what you're really afraid of and then get rid of it. So you should always try to steer yourself away from inaction and towards action. Because the only emotion that stems from any middle ground, whether it comes to crushes or like whether it comes to achieving your goals or something, the only thing that's going to come of staying in middle ground is regret. Back to the whole idea with crushes, right? If you tell them, there are a couple of things that can happen. A, they don't reciprocate and they're really rude about it. And in that case, congratulations, you just got rid of someone who wasn't worth your time. And if they don't reciprocate and they're really nice about it, in that case, once again, congratulations. You just found someone who can become a really good friend. And I'm fortunate enough to say that that's what ended up happening to me. And if they do reciprocate, in that case, again, congratulations, because you've got something good that's about to go on. So when it comes to looking at crushes and when it comes to looking at pretty much everything else, try to look at it positively and be willing to take that risk. 
So I think the fear of things being awkward is something that stops a lot of people from maybe expressing their feelings. But remember, almost everyone has had this experience of liking someone and either them not liking you back or not knowing how to tell them. So I feel like in most cases, they're gonna, at the very least, understand the situation you're in. Even if they don't share your feelings, even if they maybe don't want to hang out with you, they're gonna understand the situation because I'm sure they've been through it before. You know, I think another thing that people tend to do when it comes to crushes is overanalyze things a lot, you know, read too much into things, which isn't just a problem when it comes to like the fact that you're crushing on someone, but I guess it can also distract you from other things as well. So I think it's important to not let that happen because this is, I mean, for the most part, a crush is just a passing thing, you know, like you probably aren't even going to remember the name of this person in the next 10 years. And right now it might seem like so much, but it's important to remember that in perspective, it's kind of not. I think it's important not to overanalyze things because your brain inherently has thousands of years of relationship experience built in. We know that collective learning is a thing and we know that people tend to somehow receive this collective knowledge of some sort from the society they're in. So at some level, we do know how to deal with these situations. And if you're trying to figure out everything logically, you're trying to apply logic to human relationships, which are one of the least logical things just in the way that they proceed and the way things work out. They're not logical. So if you're trying to apply logic to human relationships, you're doing something wrong. And yes, it's important to think things through, especially when you're trying to decide what to say to someone. But just in terms of the little day-to-day stuff, your brain, for the most part, knows what it's doing. And it has some idea of how things are going to work out. And no, they won't work out exactly that way. But you are the expert. You just can't overthink things. Also, when it comes to like being rejected, just know that that doesn't reflect on you as a person. The same way that you aren't attracted to every person you meet, it just means that the person who you happen to like didn't like you back the same way. Like, you weren't the right person for them, but that doesn't mean that you are a bad person. I think it's really impressive that she's able to accept that this person doesn't share her feelings and still appreciate the friendship that's blossomed out of it because rejection can be a really hard thing and having to see someone every day and feel a certain way about them and know that they will never feel that way about you, that's a really difficult thing. And I'm just personally impressed that she's able to still appreciate that friendship because, I mean, I know that can be difficult and I know for some people it's more difficult than others it's definitely hard you know it's not like as soon as you get rejected you're like oh not for me anyway you know it takes some time but it's important to like give yourself that time so I definitely believe that everything that happens is for a good reason I mean obviously some things happen and people don't deserve them but like there is something that you can learn from everything like we have been saying in our past episodes And things like crushes and rejections, you can learn a lot from those too. I have never dated anyone, never been in a relationship. It's just not something that is considered okay in my culture, right? Where like my family comes from and everything. So it's not something that I've given much thought about. But obviously I have had friends who have dated other people 
or are dating other people. And it sounds like a very bumpy road. So I've also never dated anyone. And partially that's because I've never really been in a relationship with someone. I've always been taught that friendships are stronger, they last longer, and they're just more meaningful than short-term dating relationships. Because what happens? You're together for a few months, and then usually you break up, everyone's feelings are hurt, and you're even less close than when you started. And I mean, I know it's not always like that, and we have some friends who are either in great relationships that have been going on for a long time, or have past relationships where they're still friends, and they're still very close. But I've just never felt that it's worth it for me. And I mean, maybe that's because I haven't met the right person, or maybe that's just because I have no social skills whatsoever. But I think there is value to friendships, a lot of value. And I think that we need to remember that even if it's maybe not the relationship that you've been taught should be the goal, there's still something there. And it's important to appreciate that. I have entertained the idea of dating someone, but I know I personally could never actually do it. Like, I don't know how it works and everything, but I do think something maybe important to mention or something that I've seen is that even if a relationship is healthy, you want to be careful to not let it distract from other things that are really important in your life. Like not just, you know, being in a relationship or like not just pertaining to school. I think it's important to remember that all these different things that have a major impact in your life, they are only a part of your life. And that one part shouldn't affect the other parts of your life or make other things that have a big impact less important to you. Like, for instance, I know people who have had struggles with their parents regarding relationships. And I think that, like we talked about in our last episode, the relationship that you have with your parents is very important and very long-lasting. And as you grow older, you and your parents are going to have struggles with trust. And especially now, like as a teenager, it's a difficult time for you and your parents. And they're the ones who are providing you with everything from like basic needs to love and support. And so I think something like a relationship that is very likely to be short-term and not something that is going to be something that you are thinking about within a couple of years, it shouldn't be something that really damages your relationship with your parents or really damages the way that you look at school or your academic progress. Yeah, I think it's definitely important to remember that there's a lot to life. And yes, relationships are a big part of it. But right now we're in school, we have a lot of stress, no sleep, so much to deal with and sometimes I feel like relationships are just another thing on top of all that and there are definitely cases where I feel like people would be better off not having to deal with that because it just adds more stress it's another thing you have to think about but then again I mean you guys are better judges of how your relationships are going like if you feel that whoever you're in a relationship with is a really good person like good emotional support and everything then we're happy for you I'm not going to disagree with the fact that relationship can give you a lot of happiness and a lot of support but it's also good to look at it from an external perspective as well because often like being in that spot you know you're very caught up with everything that's happening and you tend not to be able to look at something long term so when you can do that occasionally and you seem like you have everything under control and everything is going good and that's good 
So she also talked about how her parents were very supportive of her sexuality. And both of us know people who have parents that aren't as supportive. And I can see that adds a lot of stress to people's lives. And it's a lot of unnecessary stress. And even if you maybe don't agree with the way your kid feels about something, I don't feel like causing that amount of stress is worth it because it's a lot to deal with. And it's not easy for anyone. And it just makes everyone upset. Right. I mean, something that is so pertaining to your identity, that's really important. And I feel like you guys should be able to tell who you need to tell and not have backlash on someone believing that you're lying or like wrong or something. In any case, I do want to commend the strength of people who have come out. And for those who are looking to do so, I mean, you guys have the support of a lot of people. It might not be everyone, but do know who you can lean on and seek those people out. Because I firmly believe that everyone has someone that they can look to, like as a rock in their life. You just have to hold out for that person. So you talked about in either our first or second episode how your indicator of a close friendship is when you guys have been through difficult times and are still friends. And Sam talked about how she and her friend had a fight at the beginning of high school and how they still managed to work through it and are still friends today. Obviously, there was a lot going on in their relationship already. And to be able to get through some sort of disagreement is very impressive. And you'll always be surprised at what people are capable of in terms of what relationships manage to survive. Because we're social creatures. We survive on relationships and we are extremely good at making them work through almost anything because they're one of the most important things in our lives. Right. I mean, it takes a lot of trust to come back from that kind of big argument or big fight, which is why I have the definition of a best friend that I do have. And I think it's also important to acknowledge the fact that people look at friendship differently. You have to be able to recognize what different people's characters are like and not take things personally and sometimes just accept the way that people tend to act. People show their affection in different ways, even if it isn't always really loud and clear, even if someone isn't really obvious about it, or even if someone tends to pick you off easily, you have to be able to realize where the true friendship still is. It doesn't have to be loud and clear all the time. For a quick second, I want to come back to when she's talking about how she knows that the person that she liked will never see her the same way back and she says it's hard sometimes but it's enough to know that she's going to have her in her life for now and she says like who knows what the future holds the part where she said that like really resonated with me because right now we're halfway through high school already and it's so crazy to think that and I feel like a lot of the time we can get ourselves consumed in petty issues and spend time like yelling at each other and fighting each other. And I get it. Sometimes people are rude and mean and not worth your time. And yes, you need to get yourself away from that kind of negativity. But at the same time, again, jumping back an episode to what Divya said about forgiveness, sometimes you just have to live in the moment and think, is it really worth it? Like, is being right about this argument really going to be worth it for me? Or is this friendship 
worth greater than that like can I forgive this person can I admit that I was wrong even if I don't 100% feel that way for the sake of this friendship and for the sake of having someone with me now and I think it's important to appreciate the relationships that you do have because even if maybe the relationship you wanted didn't work out those are the people who are going to be there for you they're going to support you and they're going to help you get through this because they're the people who care about you. They're the people who want to be with you. And even if they just want to be friends, that's still a really, really important thing. Because like I said, we survive on relationships and we need other people to help us through things and just to help us figure out life. Because life is really crazy and makes no logical sense and no one understands it. But the fact that there are other people to help us get through it is one of the things that I think keeps all of us going because we need that support. We need people to talk to. We need people that we can share things with. Friendship is a real gift. And even like crushing on someone, like dating someone, that's a gift too, to be able to feel that. I think we really just need to sometimes live in the moment good can come out of any relationship, right? Like even this temporary relationship with someone like as a crush, like not even dating someone, like just thinking like, oh, this person is my crush, like that kind of relationship, that person can end up being a really good friend of yours. And like I said before, I'm fortunate enough to say that that's what happened to me. By my definition, this person became one of my best friends. And the great thing about it when I think about that in terms of the definition is that that person didn't become my best friend because I got mad at them. It happened because they got really, really mad at me. I remember thinking like, oh, this is the end of the line. But, you know, it didn't end up that way. And I'm so glad that it didn't end up that way. I mean, when I told him I liked him, he didn't make it awkward at all. If anything, he made me feel a little bit better about it. And he was like, oh, I don't feel the same way, but we're still really good friends. I don't really remember that day, but I feel like that was something along the lines of what he said. And I was anyway going really back and forth about if I actually liked him or if I just really liked him as a friend. So yeah, I mean, everything ended up turning well, and it usually does. So don't be afraid to just take the risk, not just with this, but with everything. And I mean, depending on the person, I think there's a good chance that even if they don't share your feelings, they'll be supportive of you, especially if you're already friends, because that's what people do. And like I said, people are very impressive in terms of what a relationship can survive. And I think a lot of people will understand that you feel that way and try to be supportive of you, even if they don't share those feelings. That's it for our show this week, but before we go, we need your help. This show is based on listener stories, and we need yours if we're going to continue making episodes. If you have something to share, please send it using contact information in the show notes. Even if you don't think your life is interesting, just reach out and start talking. If there's an episode that can be made based on what you send us, we will find and make that episode. And we'll give you a chance to listen to the edited version before making an episode based on it. So you'll be able to make sure that the final version of your story is true to what you wanted to say. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon. Until then, stay human. The Human Equation is created by Benjamin and Darshani. 
Special thanks to Sam for sending us her story for this episode. You can find information about who else contributed to this episode and instructions for submitting your own story in the show notes. Ding, ding, ding.